Welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me tonight is going to be none other than my co-host, partner in crime, Coach Nick. Yes, sir. Coach Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Always uh, a pleasure. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what do we... What do we got on for tonight? We've got one topic today, and we're just doing a little bit of a TATCOM roundup. A TATCOM roundup. AKA Shot North. You know what? I'm, I'm, I am really, uh, really, really excited at how that all turned out. I don't think we could ask for much more. No, as a first-time event, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it had, it had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Had a little bit of everything. Well, for the people that uh, don't know what we're talking about yet and are just tuning in now for the very first time, uh, TACCOM Canada 2019 uh, was just finished yesterday. Uh, It was a weekend, a solid weekend, at the International Convention Center in Mississauga. And it was the largest firearms expo that Canada has ever seen. Would you, would you like? I mean, you've been a, to a number of shows. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was only able to attend the Saturday, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, but I was there all day, pretty much. I think an hour after it opened, we got there, yep. and we we were there about forty five minutes after they had, I guess, officially closed the doors. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, like I was, I was pretty. I don't want to say awestruck because I don't know if that would that would um, correctly. Uh, describe it, but very impressed. Very impressed. Something that was open to the public and people were able to go without licenses and, and, and just see, you know, what the industry here in Canada has to offer. And I think that was a big part of it, too. Important part of it, I should say, was the fact that you didn't need to be a licensed firearm owner. Yeah. owner. So it's inclusive of both, you know, current enthusiasts or maybe somebody who's got a little bit of curiosity or yeah. maybe someone who who's friends with a gun owner, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with you for today and just go have a look and, you know, bring some more people into into the sport. You know, uh, I remember talking to Fred when he first dropped it in my ear that he was going to be doing this, and he called it Shot Show for the Average Joe, you know, because because people can't attend Shot Show, like not just anybody. Uh, security's very tight at yeah. Shot Show. They don't let anybody near that place that isn't, like I said, the media or an industry member. So not because not everybody can experience that, it was really a treat for me. Like when I saw, you know, things being set up and the lighting, like, I mean, everything was very much Vegas to me. It was the lighting, it was the sounds, it was the buzz in the air once that thing got started. And I mean, the minute they flew open those doors, sprung open those doors, people like dove into this thing head first and really got treated to... You know, that SHOT Show style experience. Yeah, and, and we saw, I mean, there was lineups for the door, waiting for the door to open yeah. every morning. I mean, yeah. um, I, I didn't see about Friday. Sunday, I saw people posting it, and we were on our way down there 
on Saturday morning, and I think you pulled up uh, Brass Love and Brunette's page, yep. and she had stepped outside, or she was on her way in, and the lineup was already around the corner. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, I think everybody was kind of wondering, you know, what attendance would be like. There was obviously some uh, advanced ticket sales uh, that people could could uh, could get themselves some tickets ahead of time, and, and I'm sure they knew what those numbers were ahead of time, but you never know who's going to walk on. And I mean, gun owners are kind of funny that way. Uh, you know, not necessarily everybody wants to plug their information online or use their credit cards, and uh, especially with, you know, uh, perhaps some law changes looming large. I think that people were probably a little leery of that. So, you know, without knowing exactly how many people would be in attendance, uh, I saw, you know, a, a great number of people coming through there on the Friday. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like, does anybody work? Like, this is <laughs> this is clearly, if this is shift workers and or people playing hooky, uh, then we've got, you know, quite a few people uh, coming through here. Wow. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I wonder what tomorrow is going to be like if it was like this today, knowing that Saturday would probably be, the, the bigger day and uh you know what what the hell saturday came saturday and, was busy and the floodgates opened and uh, i couldn't believe you know how how loud it was in there we couldn't film uh you know very well at all and uh my my biggest problem and i i do want to talk about this because i want to i want to start this thing off by saying to everybody there that looked for me, uh, couldn't find me, uh, saw me, and, and maybe I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to have spoken to you, I tried, I tried to make time for everybody that, that stopped me to speak, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was really difficult trying to maintain any kind of schedule. It was. I mean, we, when we got there on the Saturday, uh, you, were, you were adamant that it's like, I got to show you on, I got to show you on, we're going to walk, we're going to walk the show, and I'll show you. I'm like, great, let's go. And it took us about... I mean, we got to the, the Trigger Wholesale booth right away, and it, it was 45 minutes before we get out of that booth. Yeah. Once we got in there, and, and people like say, hey, and all, everybody's talking, and the Tommy Gun Project, it was 45 minutes before we could kind of walk Exit. around a little bit. Yeah, and, and how and how far did we get? Not I mean, very. Not very. Like, uh, you know, uh, folks, I, 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 I certainly have never felt, uh, <clears throat> you know, more special uh, as people approach me, to, you know, to thank me. Um, you know, I, I've, I've certainly never uh, claimed to be special, and I, I still don't uh, claim to be special. But wow, did it ever feel nice to know uh, that people were taking the time out of their schedules to come down uh, to enjoy the show, and and were going out of their way to uh, speak to me? And 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 um, what a problem to have, you know, that you can't keep your schedule tight like you like uh because so many people want to speak to you and it was so flattering and i and i and i don't please i hope nobody misinterprets what i'm saying here as as uh, as arrogance i like I, I was just floored at the number of people that wanted to talk to me and and i i, I was uh so honored that people would want to take the time out of what was probably the most incredible gun show i've seen in canada ever uh to, you know to speak to me and and i certainly uh, wanted to make time for everybody I, I couldn't i couldn't stay in one spot for uh, that long and i and i really love talking to people which is uh is me but uh you know there there was kind of at times you know awkward feeling uh, of like people knowing who i was and and i didn't necessarily uh wasn't as familiar with them and I asked people to you know just kind of explain who they were for a second and uh, and, and I did my best to make sure that everybody felt comfortable but uh, it, it was really mind-blowing like I wanted to get places and I didn't mind stopping to talk and I loved you know, the people wanted to talk to me but wow it, it, it really 
it really changed the way I had planned to work the show uh, with 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 that number uh, of people coming to me and the attention that uh, you know the Tommy Gun project got on top of it all. Uh, it prevented me from taking the photographs that I probably would have taken otherwise at the show. Like I, I was prepared to cover the whole show uh, with photography. And uh, to all the vendors that didn't see me, I'm sorry, I tried. Uh, I, I really did want to get around a little more than I did. Uh, I saw quite a bit of the show on the first day, and uh, but that was all I could manage. And and so it really was it really was a cool event. Uh, I certainly had a great time. Everybody seemed to. Um, you know, I, what, 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 what did you think about the uh, the expo? Like, I mean, like I actually, I was really terrifically impressed at the amount of money invested by the vendors. Oh, the displays, the booths displays. were fantastic. Yeah, like it, it, it really was yeah. a shot show quality event. And, yeah. I, and I was really, I was genuinely proud of the firearm community and the firearm industry. The firearm community for showing up en masse, showing their support for, you know, the legal firearm owners in this country and, and wanting to see the gear, the latest and greatest, and to the vendors uh, for really bringing their A game with the displays and the number of activities that were there, and to Fred and all the people that made it possible, the panels, the seminars, it, it truly was a miniature version of Shot Show, and I can only imagine it getting bigger from here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, for for a first year event, that was fantastic. And what what a springboard that could act as um, moving forward for into subsequent years. Yeah. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you right now, I I have a habit of I I love speaking to you know. Um, the people behind the scenes, the the lesser known people. So I, I of course, you know, went to uh, some of the people that work uh, in the halls and said to them, like, you know, what do you think? And I was, I was really happy with the answer. They said they had never seen uh, an opening of any kind of event that had garnered this kind of attention, that's, this kind of attendance. Great. Like to, to hear that from staff from the International Center. Who are working there, you know, week in, week out. That's what they do. Right, yeah. You know, so these pe- these people work these <laughs> events and they, they immediately, the response was, I've never seen uh, an opening, a grand opening for an event uh, that's this successful. Like they really, they really did a great job, and uh, they must have promoted it well. I'd like to think that we had a small hand in that. Uh, you know, hats off to everybody that, you know, put together, um, you know, videos and photography and uh, marketing and advertising for this. Uh, they obviously did it right. And, oh, the, yeah, and, absolutely, and, and, they and, did, uh, and got uh, got the attendance that they were looking for, and, and enough so that you know I, I was telling people like you know if it doesn't do well, it could you know it, it's probably going to be uh, you know a one time shot if it doesn't do well. So I mean, it needed to be marketed correctly, and it was, and uh, lots of people showed up, a lot of money was spent, and a lot of people uh, had a great time, and I heard very few complaints uh, from people you know outside of the fact that some people wanted to buy guns at the show. And couldn't and had to uh, have them shipped. Well, you know, and and, and this is you know, I, I I love I love dispelling myths and I love explaining to people why things are the way they are and and I think that for everybody out there that uh, had a complaint about the show, if your if your complaint was you couldn't buy guns and leave with guns, I can tell you that there's a reason for that. And uh, it's it has to do with security. Security, absolutely. It has of to do with security. Does. If you've got if you've got people walking out with guns 
okay? Uh, one, you don't want somebody leaving the gun show with a gun, and if something were to go wrong with that gun, uh, you know, if it were to be used in a crime, not, not that they are statistically ever, but... Uh, if it were used in a crime, nobody would want to hear that it came from a show and directly to a crime, you know, like crime scene. Uh, I think that if you're leaving a show with guns, then you've got to, you know, check everybody that's leaving. And they did. They, they were wanting people at the door. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were checking people on the way out. And, you know, so obviously they were, you know, making sure at the entrances and exits that they were uh, not seeing firearms leave. And, I mean, if you start letting some firearms leave... Uh, then it becomes very easy to perhaps confuse a, a firearm leaving legitimately versus a firearm that's being stolen. Uh, you know, the displays are out. People are very busy. Everybody's keeping a watchful eye on the gear. But, I mean, anything is possible when you get motivated people that want to steal firearms. So I think I think uh, they did a really fantastic job with the security. Uh, you can't have people buying guns at the show. The other thing, too, is you see people walking back to their cars with gun cases. Like, and, then uh, you've got, yeah, and then you've got yeah. another potential problem. You've got people following. Uh, well, any know, criminals that know, like, hi, here's 15,000 people in one spot. Yeah. I'll just kind of cruise around, make it look like I'm trying to find a parking spot oh look yeah. there's a guy putting a there's, case in there's a truck. guy putting a case in a car and then of course you know they're they're uh, engaging in you know nefarious activities and, and you know could easily follow someone back to their home and or I mean, just, these these are the kind of you know things that I think about as a, a retired police officer you know the security hazards and I think that it's important as much as people would complain uh, like you can't buy anything at shot show like I mean folks if you if you're unhappy because you you think you should have been able to buy that gun you want and, and, and you know really enjoy that that good deal you may have gotten uh, I can tell you right now that ultimately it is for the greater good uh, you know both of the cause and the event that we not allow people to leave with guns and I mean there are security reasons that are connected to that and I think that people should understand that and if you're a mature uh, community member I'd like to believe that you would uh, you know acknowledge the fact that an effort was made to ensure that everybody enjoyed this thing uh, as safely as possible without any problems and as far as I know uh, nothing's gone missing and that every firearm was accounted for and that uh, you know uh, you had thousands and thousands of guns all in one spot and nobody got killed you know what not a single one nobody of those guns got hurt nobody, nobody got no, scratched yeah yeah we, we didn't have anybody even break a fingernail as far as i know so didn't have all, to get out a little smurf band-aid yeah, for a boo boo like you know, nothing for all the people out there that think that you know having you know having more guns out there is a bad idea i could tell you that we had the largest conglomeration of you know firearms accessories and ammunition uh in the country all in one spot and guess what nobody got hurt Go figure, eh? You know, how does that work? I mean, it really does fly in the face of all those people I out guess, there saying yeah, that... Bill Blair and Goodell must hate that, eh? Well, I'm sure... I'm, well, I, I, I couldn't help but notice the absence of any protesters. I was kind of expecting we might have some protesters at this event, and yet they were uh, notice, noticeably, uh, visibly absent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know... I was completely prepared for it. I guess they were down at Chick-fil-A, you know, uh, oh, yeah. protesting yeah. protesting meat. Go, I, go, I, figured, yeah. I figured they'd do Chick-fil-A Friday and the show on Saturday and cause trouble, but I guess somebody somebody made the determination that they would probably just be drawing more attention to the event because I also noticed that Global News was absent. CB, CBC didn't seem to be around. Of I, not. You know, I, it, 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 I couldn't help but notice, again, you know, the absence of the mainstream media. Of course, why would they want to talk about 
15,000 or so uh, lawful lawful gun owners hanging out, enjoying, uh, you know, a fantastic uh, event like that, you know, and being part of a, a you know, a law-abiding community and nobody getting hurt and, and demonstrating, you know, how much money gets spent at these events and what the, you know, what kind of contribution they make to the Canadian economy. Like, I mean, wouldn't it have been nice to see the mainstream media there actually showing the, you know, the other side of the well, news that they won't show yeah. ordinarily? No, no, yeah. they're nowhere. Responsible, responsible journalism, yeah, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I got no respect uh, for global news after that. You know, gun gun lovers can go fuck themselves. Uh, event they they they, yeah. they apologized once and then they wanted everybody to forget about it. I I'm I'm really disappointed that the mainstream media like where were you global news? I didn't see you. I uh, I haven't seen any coverage of it, and I, I think that this is something the public should see. But uh, you know more. More importantly, I, I think that, you know, an effort was made to conceal this from the public. And, uh, of course, they didn't want, you know, people to see what, a, what an incredible turnout there was and how supportive so many good Canadians are, hardworking Canadians uh, are of this, you know, great lifestyle of ours. And uh, really just how, how much of a peaceful group that we are. Oh, there's no problems at all. I, you know, I, I, th- I think, I think I heard one person had to be escorted out of the building because of a, a verbal dispute uh, that may have occurred. And I mean, like, I, I believe in giving people the full bill of goods. And I mean, if you got fifteen thousand people jammed into, you know, a space, you know, you're bound to get uh, at some, you know, yeah. two people, two people having a disagreement at some point, you know. Uh, but with all these guns around, you know, just imagine that nobody got hurt. Yep. Yeah. Well, we talked. We clearly talked about uh, overall thoughts and. Uh, positive. Do you think there were? Can you think of a negative or maybe something that you would change? Or like to see, <coughs> like to see different next time if it's not necessarily something that's a negative. I don't know how. You know how else uh, I could phrase that. You, I, I've you, got something in mind. You know, I, I think I think some of these things would probably be completely out of uh, out of the control of the people that run the event i think if you're uh, i think i'd like to see some food that's a little more reasonably priced but that that that's that's on the venue itself i mean i think there was something like a you know an overpriced uh, basket of fries but i mean that's what you're paying. four bucks that's, four bucks for a bottle of water you know four bucks for a bottle of water i mean like you know I, i'm sure there's some people out there that would say that that's excessive but i mean beyond that uh the only thing i'd like to see is i'd like to see it get bigger and bigger and yep. bigger and i i spoke to a gentleman in the parking lot who said i came just to see how good it was going to turn out and he says you know what we'll be here next year and i run a security company and we uh we deal in armored vehicles and retrofitting uh vehicles uh so that they be- can become you know armored personnel carriers you know transport brink right. trucks that sort of thing he said we'll be here and i and i looked at him and said yeah you know that's as, as a vendor as a vendor yeah he said you know like that's that's something we would be very interested in and we're, we're going to explore that option because i think it's worthwhile for us to be here and i said you know what the amount of police i saw shopping uh they had you know they did have a police presence there there were obviously some paid duties and uh you know what a grievy detail it would be, oh, you know, no be like i mean i i'd volunteer for that one hey who's working the gun show this year i am yeah. that, that would have that would have been me if I was still a police officer. I think I would have arm wrestled any one of a number of people for that spot. But I mean, I saw that the police were actually very friendly. Uh, they were not standoffish at all. You know, they were, um, 
quite good. Uh, you know, I, I spoke to uh, several uh, of the uh, members of the Peel Regional Police and, and uh, you know, made it clear that I thought that this was a pretty gravy detail, you know, to earn time and a half to babysit a bunch of law-abiding citizens yeah. and, and all that great hardware. So, I mean, uh, they were really good. Uh, you know, the security on site was really good. I, like, all, all I can think of is that, you know, perhaps... You know, uh, I'd like to see more of the uh, parallel industries and, and, of course, more manufacturers and, 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 and more vendors. And I think that that's coming, given the fact I think yeah. there were a lot of people this year that I spoke with that uh, hedged their bets and came in on a small spot and really didn't give a lot of thought to the, perhaps their placement uh, in, in terms of location. And and I could see it on their faces. It's like, you know, we kind of came just to see, you know, how this was going to be. And yeah, next year we're going to get uh, a booth that's twice this size. And people people are already committing now to uh, going bigger. And, and I really am happy about that. So what I'd like to see in terms of change, uh, you know, I just want to see it continue to grow. And uh, as long as the vendors continue to bring their A game and uh, they keep the uh, number of you know, activities uh, up, then I think, I think we got a recipe for success. I, I agree. That's the one thing I kind of thought of is, is, is the spinoff industries. Yeah. Right. It'd be like more, more um, light distributors, flashlight distributors. Cause it, it, there's a lot of crossover. Absolutely. You know, like if there was one there, Claris <clears throat> lights and they're, they're a fantastic flashlight and they're at the back, but I mean, light distributors, knife distributors. Yeah. Knife manufacturers. Yeah. I see. You know, I, cause gun, gun guys or gun people, a lot of times they're knife people or they're light people. Yeah. Let's get some more of those spin-off uh, connected industries in there. You kind of mentioned, but I'm just giving two, you know, specific examples. Um, and then, and wow, then the show's going to grow quite a bit. There's you, a lot you, of different you, manufacturers. Well, you, you know, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's safe to say <clears throat> that it's not out of the realm of possibilities that uh, perhaps the sportsman show could combine with TACCOM and become... They'd have uh, to find another venue. That's not place not going to be big enough. It Well, this is what I'm talking about. Right? Is, not is, even is it would become... I think, I think if you start to get into parallel industries, you know, camping, fishing, hunting, boating, ATVs, uh, knives, lights, you know, body armor, uh, you know, gear, clothing, you know, you, you got shot show. Because that's that's well, all yeah. that's that's Absolutely, all that's yeah. all it is. It's just you have a lot more vendors and you have a lot more space covered. And, and for those of you that have been to Shot Show, you know what I'm talking about. You got to wear your most comfortable walking shoes. Uh, I've come home with enough blisters uh, to make me, you know, second guess putting a new pair of shoes on yeah. before I begin walking Shot Show. So you know the the idea that people would come together that, that you know appreciate all these parallel industries. You're right. We're gonna have to have a bigger venue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. What else do we want to talk about here? What about oh, uh, just uh, the new shirts? Oh yeah, you know, I, 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 to everybody that came uh, to the Trigger Wholesale booth. First of all, to Trigger Wholesale. Oh yeah. Right. I, 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 you know, I should have gotten this out of the way right at the very beginning. I cannot thank uh, the good people at the Trigger Wholesale booth enough. Uh, They made some. Great space for us there. Uh, certainly the, the Tommy Gun Project, uh, the CGV Prohibition Series, was right front and center in that booth. 
uh, in, in smack in the middle of it. It, it was really, like how, it was, how nice it was, was that? Oh, it was, you know what? It was so exciting for me, and they were just so terrifically uh, generous and hospitable. Uh, you know, Mark, the crew were absolutely fantastic. Uh, everybody, you know, working hard, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, the uh, the demand to see the, the amazing products they had in their booth. And they, of course, had a, a wonderful SHOT Show quality uh, booth uh, for everybody to enjoy. And, and, you know, right away off the hop, I want to thank Trigger Wholesale for being so good to us. Uh, you know, we enjoyed our stay there. It's always a pleasure uh, hanging out with good people. And uh, it was really fantastic, uh, you know, to have an opportunity to showcase the Tommy Gun Project in that venue uh it really it really did get a lot of attention so i gotta i gotta thank those guys right away for that and uh beyond that i i can tell you that <clears throat> i want to talk about uh, something else here uh, is is i had an opportunity to speak to amanda lynn mayhew you did i did i did and you know what it's it's funny i went outside for a breath of fresh air and while i was there uh, i couldn't help but notice <clears throat> as i as i stood with my girlfriend, that uh, Amanda Lynn Mayhew was, you know, quite close, and and I recognize her. I've never met her in person, and, and we've never really spoken before, uh, digitally or otherwise. Um, but I know of her TV show, and you know how she got started. And of course, I I said hello. I, I couldn't help but kid her a little bit. I, I said, you know, is that the is that the legendary Amanda Lynn Mayhew I see? And of course, she she lifted her head up and looked at me and smiled, and she said, Hey, Mark, and you know, we talked for a moment, and of course, I introduced her to my girlfriend, and I said, uh, "This is Amanda Lemayhew. You know, she's a uh, she's a bit of a TV personality here in Canada, and uh, you know, she uh, she's a huntress." And of course, you know, she uh, she shared with my girlfriend, uh, you know, how how she kind of got where she was, and, and was really really great with us. And she said, "You know, things are really kind of coming along fantastic. I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and it's it's growing every day, and I'm I'm really pleased to see you know uh, men." coming to me asking me if I would take them hunting and of course um, I could easily see why she's a lovely girl and uh, she's got the red hair I mean who, who doesn't love that but uh, fiery she, spicy yeah yeah but but you know what though she well I mean she skins animals she shoots animals she uh, engages in that you know terrific skill set that is hunting and and while she's talking she says you know really exciting thing coming up we're doing a combined um, elk slash bear hunt in in the coming weeks and a light bulb went off in my head, and and I, I don't know I don't know where it came from, and I I'm, I'm was that wasn't... an accident? Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess you know I I, I I must have I must have been having an off day because I, I immediately thought you know wow, wouldn't it be a great idea uh, if she went on at least one of the two hunts? And I was thinking the bear right away. Uh, if you know, of course, she's getting the tag and she's participating in in the bear hunt. Um, you know, perhaps she'd be interested in doing it with the uh, Mac 5.0 build. That would be interesting. Well, you know, for the people that haven't seen it yet, um, you know, we mated uh, together. Uh, we made a custom build using Maccabee Defense uh, upper and lower receivers, which for the people out there that don't know it, it's their non-restricted AR-15 style upper and lower receivers that will accept AR-15 parts. And so we built ourselves an 18.9 inch custom barrel uh, 50 Beowulf rifle uh, on Maccabee Defense upper, lower, and receivers. And we created a non restricted 50 Beowulf rifle, you know, chambered in 50 Beowulf. And, and of course, we've called it the <clears throat> Mac 50. 
and uh, it's quite it's quite the exciting shoot uh, using that projectile. So think 4570 ballistics uh, wrapped in a semi-auto platform that's non-restricted and smaller in terms of length than a traditional lever-action rifle. It's something that you know uh, people have been asking for uh, for some time apparently out in. BC and out west uh, for bear defense. You know, people are out there fly fishing and or they're, you know, out in the canoes and they're encountering large bears. And I mean, you want the ability to you know, perhaps stop uh, a bear that may be getting a little bit too close and or attacking you. And, and so they've been asking for this. So we created this rifle and it's gotten a, a great deal of attention, but um, it, it hasn't seen field use outside of our testing. And, and, and just to give a little perspective, what was it that you shot? When you're out oh, west. oh, a, a tree stump. Like, well, we've got a 300 grain bullet traveling at about 2,000 feet per second. We shot at a, a, a freshly severed stump um, that was, you know, about a foot off the ground in the BC mountains. And, you know, we, we did it at 50 yards, and I shot the stump several times while uh, detonating watermelons. And, you know, so we went up, we went up to see the stump itself uh, and perhaps some of the penetration. And I was p- totally prepared to, you know, split the stump and, and see how far in it went. But uh, I was I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised when Bugsy brought me over to the other side of the stump and we saw the bark had collapsed on the other side and there was a uh, golf ball size hole on the opposite e- side, hole, yeah. an exit hole on the other side of this stump that was almost two feet across, if I remember correctly. This this um, this cartridge uh, accelerates that 300-grain projectile to a speed it, it, that at 50 yards penetrates both sides of this stump. And I'm thinking, wow, like I wouldn't feel comfortable hiding on the other side of a telephone pole uh, with this thing having these kind of penetrative qualities. Well, Bugsy looked at it and he, he kind of confirmed that he's been hunting for, you know, many, many years. And he looked at me and he said, that'll kill a bear. And, and, uh, seemed quite confident that, uh, this was going to be, uh, potentially a 200 yard gun and, and still be quite effective against bear from a, from a hunting uh, perspective, and uh, from a bear defense perspective, I I would have complete confidence that at the closer ranges that this uh, this cartridge coming out of this gun, accelerated by that non-restricted 18.9 inch barrel length, uh, would be a very effective uh, deterrent. Uh, you might you might even get to go home with a big bear pelt at the end of that one. Um, but but you know of course I I was standing there with Amanda Lynn Mayhew getting back to that. And I asked her, I said, you know, um, are you familiar with the 50 Beowulf cartridge? And she said, yes, I am. And I said, how would you like to go on your bear hunt um, with a non-restricted 50 Beowulf? And she looked at me and her eyes opened up a little wider and she said, really? I said, yeah, we've, we've tested it. It's reliable. Um, you know, it generates 4570 type ballistics. We've developed loads for it that we're sure will be quite effective, um, you know, in the hunting fields. Would you, would you like to do that? And she agreed to do it. She said, absolutely. You know, but I, I leave by, you know, this date. And I, and I said to her, okay, uh, we'll get it to you before then. And I'm, I'm very excited uh, that you're agreeing to do this. And so we may have, uh, our first bear taken with the Mac 50, uh, if, uh, if she has a successful hunt and I don't imagine she goes out there planning to fail. It was funny. I, I told her that the uh, current configuration and magazines that it only holds two rounds. 
uh, something that we're working diligently on to uh, remedy as soon as possible. Yeah. We do have a fix for that. And uh, we'll be seeking very shortly uh, approval for five rounds. And for everybody out there that complains that, you know, the magazines will only hold two rounds, I can tell you that it's a temporary thing. Uh, we have worked it out. And I, I have no doubt that we're uh, going to get that fix underway very shortly and remedy that uh, that situation. But uh, I love the idea that we're going to give her, you know, two rounds back to back if she needs them. And, and her response was, I only need one. It's a confident shooter. Yeah, she's a confident shooter, and uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see a compensator on it. But uh, I'm waiting to see if somebody will offer to uh, send us the latest greatest because I'd like to know what people would like to see on it. Uh, you know, if you've got an idea for what might look good on the uh, Mac 50 50 Beowulf build, uh, if you've seen it, please uh, send us your best suggestions. Or We'd uh, love to send hear from you. Yeah, some DM. pictures. Yeah, send us some DMs. What else you got going on there? Anything? Uh, well, I, okay. So if you had to take. If you had, I know what mine is. If you had one takeaway for you, what from Tacom, what would it be? One takeaway. One takeaway. <clears throat> well, I, I again, you know, uh, for for a first time event, I was really impressed with uh, the turnout by the community, and I was really impressed by the uh, the interest level shown by the public, and uh, certainly the. Uh, investment made by the vendors in in the displays. I think that this was a terrific, um, you know, amalgamation of you know effort, money spent, uh, you know, people really uh, believing in the importance of this thing. And, and certainly, I told people this was a, a way to truly uh, peacefully rally and show uh, show support for the legal firearm community. And uh, we we accomplished that. I, I'm really. Really happy that that happened. <clears throat> Did I get a chance to shop? No. Uh, would I? Would I like to have you know perhaps uh, gotten around to see more of the vendors? To everybody, I didn't see. I apologize. I had many interviews uh, lined up that I wanted to you know uh, execute, but I just wasn't able to. I uh, I know I told a couple of people, and I'll have to contact them individually very shortly. But I I did speak to a couple of people and uh, said I would like to do interviews. I, I didn't even get to do the interview I wanted to at my home base. That's how busy it was, you know. Like yeah, I it was. yeah, I had I had every intention of interviewing several people. Uh, we did manage to get to uh, the movie armaments group. And, oh, that, and, oh, and, that and, was and, pretty and, impressive. And so, so ultimately that my greatest takeaway from, uh, you know, I, I almost called it SHOT Show Canada, <laughs> but my greatest takeaway would be this. Um, <clears throat> certainly everybody did a fantastic job, but if I got to tip my hat, and it's not because they're machine guns, it's not, uh, but if I had to tip my hat to one, one vendor, uh, movie armaments group, showed up with probably the coolest goddamn display I have ever seen they in my entire life. And I, I, I spoke to uh, the people that organized that and they had two choices. They were either going to show up with a few guns or they were going to show up with a lot of guns and they made the effort and they showed up with a lot of guns. And I'll tell you right now, they don't need the money. They got movie money. They, they certainly do have, uh, <clears throat> the market cornered in Canada because they have uh, an incredible, uh, number of guns an incredibly diverse, you know, grouping of guns that they, uh, they loaned to the movie industry for the purposes of entertaining people. Uh, but they showed up with 
Uzis and MAC-10s and Sterlings and Sten guns and Tommies and every M16 you could possibly imagine. AKs, RPKs, AK-74s, like from the oddest of the odd, the, you know, PA-63, like Cold War, holy shit. Like that thing looks like it belongs behind the Iron Curtain, you know, Stetchkins. And like everywhere I looked was just pure cool uh classics and then of course they had the guns that had been used by stars in movies yeah. so now i'm looking at like suicide squad i'm a, yeah. like and, and these aren't just mock-ups of the types of guns that were used in the movies these are the actual guns and so you're looking at because you couldn't touch them uh, they had that booth on lockdown, man. Like I, yeah, thought, they were just strictly if, display only. If yeah. if there was ever, uh, you know, for the people, I'm sure there's some people would complain that they weren't able to pick up, you know, the full auto gun. Some people did. There was a couple people that you know made the mistake of, you know, reaching across and picking a gun off that you can't just pick a machine gun up. Like I mean, this display was definitely the high security zone. I mean, they they were watching very carefully. I never felt though like they were. Um, you know, overbearing, like they allowed people to move around the booth. They only let in so many people at a time. There was no chance in hell. Everybody that is employed by that company <clears throat> is like top flight, you know, dialed in uh, from a background that you can trust to get her done and not let anything slip by them, uh, you know, kind of personnel. And they put on this amazing display. And I think that everybody that went to TACOM, I told people uh, after day one, if there's one thing you don't want to miss at TACOM 2019, if you only see one vendor at that show worth the price of admission itself, you go to that booth. That booth was hands down one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And uh, to Charlie Taylor, uh, who worked uh, you know, with us briefly, I, I got to tell you, to everybody, uh, from that booth, from Chandler to Graham. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to miss a lot of people. I met a number of people that day, but everybody was absolutely insanely professional and cool and, and easy to work with. And, I, and my hat's off to all of them. They, they really did a fantastic job. Well, and I think the two key signs of success are the fact that you couldn't get everything done that you wanted to do because it was too busy. Yeah. And, 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 and I think <clears throat> to add to that would be um, just some follow-up. Uh, what I've done online is following up and, and say, hey, I don't remember seeing that. Hey, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. So it was just so much there yeah. that that some got by the goalie that, that maybe I would have wanted to see. But I, the amount that I did walk around, and I still didn't see that. So, I mean, that tells you you're doing something well, right. Well, that, too, is very SHOT Show. A lot of people <clears throat> think that it's like a, a regular gun show here in Canada that you can kind of look down the line and kind of get a feel for what's, what's coming ahead as you're walking. Um, because of the way, you know, the vending booths are set up, you know, like because there's walls, you can't see what's around the next corner. You can't see what's beyond no, the people. Yeah, in front you have of. to walk, and you have to be willing to walk and stop. And it, it it does require more than this event, TACOM Canada, to do it properly. In my opinion, would require. Uh, two days, two days. Some people finished it as quickly as, as three hours, just walk through, had a look and left. And that still requires three hours of commitment. Uh, if you want to do it properly and stop at different booths and, <clears throat> you know, have some things explained to you, you know, maybe get some uh, presentations and enjoy a seminar. You know, it definitely is a, was a two day event. 
you know, and I, I think that well worth the price of admission. And, and again, to everybody that made it possible, uh, my hat's off to you. Nothing but mad respect coming from the Canadian Gun Vault. You did a great job, and I'm proud of everybody. And I think the one takeaway for me is it invo- involves me directly, but it also involves um, other conversations that I was uh, uh, I, I overheard or whatever. It was was the term next year. Next year. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the tech. That, <clears throat> the amount of times I heard people... Uh, utter the utter the phrase next year was nonstop, and that included myself and conversate my own personal conversations. But just just hearing other conversations people are having, the the, the amount that of next year, next year, next year. So that just kind of you know like kind of sums it up right there. Like it was a success, and I think clearly, clearly, it's been demonstrated that people want to see that continue. You know, there there were a couple of standouts for me in terms of uh, you know some of the vendors that we spoke with. Uh, certainly, uh, <clears throat> Black Bear. I uh, was one of them. Uh, Chimera Firearm Training was another. I tried their virtual reality. Oh, how was that? Well, uh, you know, I, right at the end of the show, two of the guys grabbed me and they said, look, do you want to try it? And I said, I've been trying to all weekend. I really, really want to. And so, um, you know, I I, I I had them kind of walk me through how it all works. And I asked some questions. And, of course, I put on the gear. And, you know, I'd asked them, you know, how high is the immersion factor? And, you know, like, what 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 exactly is it that you are achieving here? Like, I mean, are you targeting the civilian community? Are you going after the military and police contracts? And so they, you know, they, they offered some explanations. Certainly they're looking to uh, <clears throat> target a number of different markets because I, I truly see a number of different applications, including, you know, uh, new shooters that want to train and, and familiarize themselves with the controls. And, and, and you know, I, I put this equipment on. And I was around during the dark ages of virtual reality technology, like where you put on this gigantic helmet type item and you would turn your head to the left or the right. And there was such lag that you would turn your head to the right and then the screen, you know, encapsulated in this helmet would be struggling uh, to catch up. And it would be very, it would be very much uh, choppy in terms of its delivery you know, of the visuals. And so, you know, as a result, you never really felt like it, you were really immersed in a, in a different reality. But now with processors being what they are and graphics engines being what they are, I put this helmet on and I saw the speakers on it. And of course I picked up the gear and they, they had an air 15 um, type uh, of, of mock uh, firearm that was uh, retrofitted with the equipment necessary to uh, work in concert with the software, and so I put on this helmet. I'm immediately immersed in this this uh, digital world that uh, you know you can turn left or right, and it's and, and it's very fast. And there's uh, on the gun there's a small um, you know paddle type item that, that controls your your movement. So if you you want to walk to the left or right, you can look whatever direction you want and 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 of course the equipment responds, but if you want to move your person, you know, forward or backwards or left or right, uh, you know, laterally or you would have to use this joystick like device which is uh, on the top of the uh, the firearm and it's very natural feeling, but I I moved it suddenly to the to the right and lost my balance. Like it, 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 no way. yeah. Like I, I, like I, I suddenly went, okay, let's see what this puppy can do. And, and I, and all of a sudden my equilibrium was completely thrown off. It, it, it 100% 
tricked my brain into really? believing that I suddenly was moving so suddenly to the to the left. And they told me that this is a, actually quite a common uh, phenomenon for people that first experience it, that have any kind of uh, decent reflexes, <laughs> that that it fools your brain into thinking you're moving that quickly. And of course, I I, I stumbled for a second. I caught myself. Thank God I'm not that that old yet. I I yeah. caught I caught myself. And of course, I use the gun, which requires you to reload at the appropriate times, and and you drop the mag magazine and you pop in the magazine again and then of course you um, have to trip the bolt catch release and that reloads the gun and, mm -hmm. and then you're off into the races now the, the unit that I had uh, you know you're, you're pulling the trigger and you can see uh, the rounds uh, going down range to hit the, the, the targets uh, they can load up different maps, different scenarios. They can have several people wearing the equipment, stack people, so I could see the military applications and, of course, response team applications. But I, I asked them afterwards, you know, I said I had enough, and I, I took the helmet off like I, I experienced enough, and I, I wanted to talk to them and give them some feedback. And I said to them, I said, you know, uh, I almost lost my balance. They said, yeah, that's not abnormal. And I said, you know, have you considered uh, a blowback-operated uh, mock-up of the firearm that would really uh, combine with stereo quality sound uh, complete the the illusion of you know being mm -hmm. in that reality and they handed me another unit and I felt that thing chugging in my hand while I pulled the trigger you know almost like a, a blowback airsoft and uh, I could see very easily how you could get completely lost in the reality uh, of that virtual system and uh, I could totally see, you know, the applications it could have where using live fire would be inappropriate or, or not safe. And so uh, from from military and police training perspective, I'd have a hard look at their systems uh, from from a civilian shooter perspective. I could see uh, competition shooting quite easily, uh, you know, if they had a gun fitted for that purpose uh, as well. You know, like for new shooters that perhaps want to, uh, you know, familiarize themselves with the controls of a gun and, and you know, get down the fundamentals of stance and, you know, uh, trigger control, uh, you know, they, they could really accomplish that with that system. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased uh, with what they've come up with, and certainly I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of it in the future. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to test drive that. You, you Well, you will now. I'm, I'm telling you right now, we've already got an invite to go down there. Where are they at? You know, uh, they're they're uh, they're in the GTA, uh, I believe. Uh, for some reason, I think they're out in Barrie. You know, I met so many people this weekend uh, that told me so many different places to go. I'm pre I'm pretty sure they're in the uh, you know Mississauga to Barrie. Uh, That's there. not a bad little. No, road trip. I th I think we're gonna have to go on a road I don't trip. Think we buddy. should. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, I, I got to see a, a number of different people, uh, a lot of fantastic members of the industry. Everybody working very hard. You know, both set up and tear down afterwards. I mean, that entire place place was torn apart in a matter of hours That's and crazy. yeah like i couldn't believe how fast uh you know the venues worked with the vendors to uh tear down the booths and uh return that place to its former state and ready for the next one Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for tonight's episode. Uh, Coach Nick, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been a bit. Been a bit. Good yeah. to be back. You know what? Love uh, love doing these with you. And uh, as always, Canada, make sure don't uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe, Canada. <laughs>